welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on my little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world and the easier it is to live more simply. So welcome back to the podcast. Today we're going to talk about that very thing that I say in the intro. Um, The more we desire him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world. I really want to pose a question to you today and have you maybe think a little bit differently about who or what influences your life and maybe we can clear some of the clutter in our lives because I know that right now so many of us are feeling like the world is noisier than ever. There's just so many voices screaming for our attention for so many different reasons and we're going to try to wade through some of that clutter today and as always I'm going to point you back to Jesus. Before we start, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is a Christ-centered, award-winning homeschool curriculum provider. Their mission is to help homeschooling students and families learn, live, and defend the Christian faith through their print and digital curriculum, as well as their online classes. We have used Apologia for most of our homeschooling journey, which is 15 years now, we've used it in some way, shape, or form along the way with one child or another, and we've never been disappointed. I also love that they have some free resources on their website. If you go to Apologia.com, click on Homeschooling Help, and you can find some free downloads for your kids and some encouragement for moms. So go check it out at Apologia.com. So what a week it has been. I know for many of us, it's been just one of these crazy um, in the world right now. And today I wanted to really just hone in on, you know, what we are allowing in our lives to influence us and who is influencing us the most. You know, this is the age of the influencer, right? There's um, people now that make livings influencing you. That is their job. Their job is to influence people. And I really want to stop and think about that just in terms of, you know, um, biblically, how are we discerning what we are allowing in our mind and who and what we are allowing to influence us in all areas of our lives. So... I'm going to tell you a little story about because this relates to hobby farming. So y'all know that we live on a hobby farm. And, uh, you know, we we like to call it we're pretend farmers because... (laughs) As my husband says, we aren't real farmers, but we like to pretend. You know, I'm a ma from Little House on the Prairie wannabe. So um, anyway, oh, I have to tell you this funny story. See, a funny story within the story I'm going to tell you. Just recently, I had a Zoom call with my Simply Living for Him online women's community ladies. If you're not part of our community... I want you after this podcast to go check it out at simplylivingforhim.com slash community. You can check it out and join. It's all free. So there's no commitment. You could just go check it out. Um, but we had a Zoom call recently just to kind of have a casual chit chat and, and talk with each other and fellowship. And one of the women told me something that's probably going to go down as one of the best compliments I've ever had in my entire life, even though it's not really a compliment. It's just funny. Okay, so she said that she found Simply Living for Him my ministry, because she Googled, are you ready for this one? 
she Googled how to live simply like Ma on Little House on the Prairie. And somehow she stumbled upon my blog. And I am the biggest number one fan of Ma on Little House on the Prairie. So anyway, that made my day when she told me that. Anyhow, we live out here on our little hobby farm. Um, we love it so much. It's, you know, we didn't, we weren't brought up this way. We were brought up... Um, in right outside of New York City is where I grew up as as well as my husband. And so this wasn't how we were brought up, but yet it was something I always craved. And so we are here now six years and we absolutely love it. We love, love, love our little tiny town of 1800 people. We love that the most drama that goes on in our little tiny town is, you know, somebody's goats are loose, somebody's sheep are loose. The other day, my husband went to the post office and came out and said, there's a there's a sign in the post office, lost three sheep with a picture of the three sheep. I mean, yeah, this is like the biggest news that goes on in my town. And I like it that way. So anyway, when we first moved here, probably about a year in, we were like, you know, we're going to get animals. We're going to do the hobby farm thing. And of course, everybody starts with the chickens. And so we had no idea what we were doing. And we uh, went and started to research, you know, getting chickens and chicken coops and all of this stuff. And then when we had the chickens, like I was obsessively, you know, Googling how to care for them and feed them and all of that stuff. And um, the funniest thing was that I did not realize at the time that chicken keeping was becoming such, I don't want to call it a fad, but such a popular thing to do. And I was finding that there were Pinterest boards about chicken coops and chickens and websites and, you know, all this stuff. I mean, some of these chicken coops, so my husband was building the chicken coop with my sons. Some of these chicken coops I Googled to kind of, you know, help them along with what they should do. They were nicer than some people's homes. They had curtains. They had flower boxes on windows. They had decorations inside. I was like, what on earth? And so, you know, me not knowing much about hobby farming, I got really sucked into that. I got really influenced by that. And I was like, oh, we need to have a chicken coop that looks like this. And my husband was like, no, we don't. You know what chickens do in their coop? They poop. They make a mess, which is very true now that we've had, you know, chickens five and a half years, this is true. And so um, and I don't think the chickens care what it's like inside their coop. So I had to like stop following because I started following all these, you know, chicken bloggers. And I had to stop doing that because I was like, this is getting ridiculous. First of all, I don't want to even tell you how much time I pr probably wasted scrolling through chicken coops on Pinterest. You know, Ma on Little House on the Prairie would die laughing at that scrolling through Pinterest boards about chicken coops right um, so even when we had them uh, when we first got them I remember I was reading that you have to you know feed your chickens like warm oatmeal in the winter with fresh blueberries and all these things so I was like running to like you know make my chickens these like meals and my husband's like are you kidding me you know so he brought me back to reality a little bit now if you're one of those people out there that have one of those beautiful chicken coops and you feed warm oatmeal and blueberries to your chickens. I love it. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying this is a little example about the age and the culture that we live in today. This is a funny example to show you how easily influenced we are these days. You know that I 
needed to think that I needed to do all those things in order to keep chickens. And of course, I got obsessively wrapped up in it. I'm not like that anymore at all. (laughs) Our chickens live a normal life now in their coop that, you know, is not Pinterest perfect by any means. We feed them our table scraps every single day and they will eat anything that we put in front of them. I didn't need to make them special meals. Um, Yes, and we also get them chicken food to make sure they have the appropriate nutrition. So I don't have anybody emailing me out there. Um, But this is just a funny example. So let's really get a little more serious though. I want to ask you this question because I thought about this one time. You know, as a homeschooling mom, I'm also easily influenced by all the voices out there, whether it's homeschooling books or definitely the internet, right? If you're a homeschooling mom, you know that you are bombarded with internet and Facebook and all of that, Instagram, Pinterest, telling you how your homeschool should look, what curriculum you should use. You know, I remember getting sucked into how the homeschool should look. I write about that in my books, how early on I thought, you know, we needed to, the the room had to be a certain way or we couldn't homeschool. (laughs) That cracks me up because now we homeschool pretty much anywhere in the house and we don't have a room at all. Um, But I want to ask you this question, not just homeschooling, whatever it is in your life, whether it's your home, parenting, um, your lifestyle, whatever it is. What would your life look like if social media didn't tell it how to look or didn't tell you how to think? And I really want you to think about that for a minute because I had that question in my mind one one time during our homeschooling journey when I was just kind of like thinking about all the bombardment of information out there. And I thought, You know, and I've written about this a lot, and I talk about this whenever I speak at homeschooling conventions. You know, the homeschoolers of 30 years ago didn't have Facebook, didn't have blogs, didn't have homeschooling conventions, didn't have anything, right? They didn't have all that stuff bombarding them, and yet they were very successful because they began an entire homeschooling movement. And you know what influenced their homeschools? God. That's what influenced their homeschools because they were fully relying on him to do this countercultural thing that was looked at, you know, was really even illegal at some points. And so I think about that in anything, in anything, whatever it is, if you're a homeschool mom, if you're, you know, um, talking about with your home, I mean, what would your home look like if somebody didn't tell you what was in and out of style? What would your home look like if HGV, HGTV didn't exist? We didn't have any of that when I was little, right? We didn't like do like home renovations wasn't like the biggest thing ever. What would your thought life look like? Because I would say if you really started to evaluate your thought life, probably like 90% of it is based on what you read that day. And right now with all the stuff going on in the world and in politics and everything else, People are just consuming it like never before. They are consuming the information. They are consuming the articles. And worse yet, they're consuming everybody's opinions on all of those things. And we're being influenced by so many voices. You know, I hear at Simply Living for Him, I run a ministry online, I reach my audience online, and I see the good in that because I wouldn't be able to reach thousands of people a week with this podcast or tens of thousands of people a week on social media 
if I didn't, you know, have the availability and the access to those things. So I am grateful for that. But I have always promised you and myself and God that I will only use this platform to point people to Jesus. Because if I'm going to have thousands of people listening to me, I better make sure that my voice is not noisy out there like all the others, that it is it is being solely used to point you to God and to the truth. So it's very important to discern who you're listening to and discern what you're listening to. And that discernment comes from the word of God. So if we are consuming all of these voices and this information more than we're consuming the word of God, we are not going to have discernment. We are going to lack the necessary wisdom from God to be able to navigate all of those voices that are calling out to us. You know, Philippians 4, 8 says to think, I'm going to paraphrase here, you know, whatever is lovely and pure and excellent and praiseworthy, uh, that we are to think about those things. And I would say, especially nowadays with all the craziness going on, how many of us are, you know, being influenced by things that are not as it's described in Philippians 4, 8. And it's not that, you know, I mean, you're not going to be able to avoid junk and putting it in your mind. But when you are meditating on the word of God and feasting on the word of God more what happens is you don't desire to listen to all the other voices. And when you do listen to them, you are able to kind of filter out the noise. You are able to discern, hey, this is junk. I don't want it in my life. This doesn't line up with Philippians 4 eight. I mean, so like I said, it's not that everything you put into your mind can only be good. But if you're going to be meditating on something, you better hope that it lines up with the word of God first. Because when you are allowing God to influence you, if you are influenced first and foremost by the word of God, you will not even be drawn to influencers of the world. And then, better yet, you will have greater discernment when you do hear those influencers of the world to be like, you know what? I just, I don't want that in my life, or that's not true. See, we have a real big lack of discernment these days because we are allowing everything out there to influence us and then turning to the word of God. It should be the other way around. We should be um, spending time in the word of God, seeking him first, making the kingdom of God our primary concern, praying, meditating, filling up on the word of God, and then we approach the things of this world. But most of us have it backwards. We are inundated with images. We are inundated with words. We are inundated with articles and statistics and voices and opinions. And we wonder why we are a depressed and confused and divided world, right? Because we are not seeking our first love first. We have divided hearts. We are listening to everybody else and then running to the word of God. And it should be the other way around. Ephesians 16 says to mo make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And this is true, right? So what are we doing with the moments that we have? Because we never know. If there's anything that 2020 taught us is that we do not know what tomorrow brings. 
do I want to say that I spent my last day on Earth scrolling through Instagram and Facebook and getting all riled up over everybody's opinions about the election? Or do I want to say I spent my last day on Earth with God and living out His purposes for me? Now, I'm not saying that means that you need to have your nose in the Bible all day long and you can't listen to anybody else and you can't ever go on Facebook and you can't do anything but read that Bible. What I am saying is, is that is our nourishment. We nourish our soul with the word of God. We grow closer to him. We have a conversation with him all throughout the day. But the basis of our thoughts and our attitudes and our actions and our behaviors comes from being filled up on that so that the other influences that are happening in our lives, which we can't avoid, there are influencers everywhere, influences everywhere we go. You turn on the TV, you turn on the computer, whatever it is, you know, but you are able to kind of um, filter out what is junk, what is noise, what is not necessary. You know, I remember when we were little, it was like you had the 7 p.m. news. You put that on after supper or the 6 p.m., whatever it was. Or I remember watching like, you know, the five o'clock news as you got ready for dinner. And then you also had the newspaper. It came after school. The newspaper was there. And we looked at the headlines and then we watched the news for that one hour. And then you went about your life. Now, then, well, then it evolved. Then I remember the 24-hour news networks came into play. And it was like, wow, it's hard to escape because you're constantly bombarded with headlines. And then these news networks needed to fill their 24-hour headlines. So everything became the latest, greatest story. And then you kind of had that on in the background. I remember just like having that on in the background, even when my kids were little, 24-hour news network, because you know you don't want to miss anything. And we don't even realize how much we're being influenced because as time went on, we allowed more and more voices to come in for more and more time of the day. Right? Make the most of every opportunity because these days are evil. Or make the most of every you know, moment in time. And so if our time is limited to 24 hours a day, and then when I was little, it was an hour of news at night and maybe a newspaper. And then it's little by little started in- infiltrate couple hours a day it's on in the background what can it hurt just you know background noise and now you can't I mean my phone goes off with the news headlines right it gives me notifications you can't escape you go on Facebook what used to be a fun place to connect with people and friends and see you know what people were doing on their vacation or what they were doing with their family or you know, what they were having for lunch, (laughs) the stuff I miss of the internet, the stuff we used to complain about and be like, do we really need to see everybody's, you know, lunch? Actually, I'd like to nowadays rather than the stuff I'm seeing all the time. And, you know, now it's like this constant bombardment, not just of headlines, not just of, you know, um, news, but then it's everybody's opinion on it. So we're so easily influenced that we don't even know anymore what is right and what is wrong because we are just listening to all the wrong voices. So it can go with information, like I said, with news and headlines and stuff. But let's go back to that original question. What would your life look like if somebody didn't influence you on how to how it should look? Would your home look differently? Would you would you walk into your kitchen and feel that it needed to be renovated or would you be perfectly content with your you know, five-year-old outdated style. How about your 20-year-old outdated style? Everything's still functional and works great. But HGTV tells you that it's out of date. 
You can't have it be out of date and out of style. Why not? Because it's going to come back in style anyway, <laughs> right? All the styles from when I was young are back in now, which is crazy to me. We don't realize how much our lives are influenced by media, by people. You know, it's definitely since uh, HGTV and all of that home renovation stuff became big, all of a sudden nobody's houses were were acceptable anymore. They needed to, you know, change, you know, they, uh, change things, keep it updated. And as far as homeschooling, as a homeschooling mom, I often think about that. What would everybody's homeschool look like if they just listened to God? And their intuition on what they should teach their kids. Now, I'm not saying because I speak at homeschooling conventions and I write homeschooling books and I teach homeschooling e-courses. I'm not saying that it's not good to glean and learn from others. I will say, though, everything I share in those things always points you back to God because I never want to clutter up your life with more junk. But when is enough enough? Because I remember being a homeschooler in the early years. I won't talk about this a lot right now because you can find this in my books and on my blog. Just search homeschool. You'll find all the stuff. I remember in my early years, though, I just was so inundated by all the voices telling me how it should look. I wasn't even homeschooling. I was so busy trying to like copy what everybody else was doing. I wasn't even really homeschooling. I don't look at homeschooling blogs or anything like that anymore. I mean, we've been doing this 15 years now. But I I feel sad for the moms that are just starting out. And I mean, I've had moms come to me at conventions when I spoke. And one mom came up to me afterwards just in tears. I'll never forget her crying. She said, I can't do this. I said, why not? Did God call you to do it? She said, yes, but I can't do it. Because I don't look like these moms. I don't look like all the stuff I see out there. And I'm like, but you're not supposed to. God called you to do it. You're not supposed to look like everybody else. See, we are so influenced by all of the voices, whether it comes to homeschooling, how you should parent, how your home should look, you know, whatever it is that you're doing. I mean, you could, like I said, with your chickens. <laughs> we are so influenced by all of these things, making it so complicated. If you want to reduce clutter in your life, first thing to do is stop listening to everybody else. Start listening to God. Tell yourself you're just taking a break from it all. You need to get back to the feet of Jesus. I'm doing a Bible study right now in our um, Simply Living for Him online women's community. I'm leading this Bible study um, that I put together on Mary and Martha. And Mary, it says in um, the passage in Luke 10, that Mary chose the better because she was found sitting at Jesus's feet while Martha was running around doing all the stuff. Not that Martha was bad, because we need people to run around and do stuff. But Jesus says that Mary was sitting at Jesus's feet, listening to his teaching, and she chose the better part. And you know why that's the better part? Because that is where we begin everything we do, at the feet of Jesus. We begin at the feet of Jesus because that shows, number one, surrender, and that you're a servant to him. Who are we serving? The influencers in our lives? Or are we serving God? So Mary chose the better part because she was listening to Jesus. But she was also in a posture of submission. Because she recognized that he was the master. And she was the servant. And so that's the attitude we need to take that we are in a surrendered posture 
to Jesus. We don't bow down to what the internet's telling us to do. We don't bow down to what the books are telling us to do. We bow down to him alone and what he tells us to do. This is a call for you all to get in your word of God above every other noise. The world is noisy, whether it comes to telling you what to buy, how to live, how to look. I mean, the other day, I will admit it myself, I discovered Instagram Reels. I had never looked at those before. I got sucked into this vortex. What happened to me? An hour later, I'm like, am I serious? I'm sitting here an hour going through these I mean, some of them are quite funny. I was laughing in tears, honestly. Some of them are quite ridiculous. And, you know, it can be entertaining. But let me, let me repeat to myself, Ephesians 5.16, make the most of every opportunity. Make the most of this time because these days are evil. It's okay to be entertained for a little while. Absolutely. I'm not saying you can't go on Instagram Reels. But let's make the most of our time. And you know, I can see how you get so influenced by these visual snippets of how to live, what to do, how to look. Life is short. You get one opportunity at this life. And we don't know how many more moments we even have. Why on earth would we want to spend them listening to anybody but God? He's the one we're going to be with for eternity. So it's not that we don't listen to others. It's not that we don't allow other voices into our lives, but we don't give them first place. Are you giving God first place in your life? Are you allowing his voice to speak louder than everyone else's? Are you allowing him to influence you first and foremost? Because when he, like I said, when he influences you first and foremost, then you're not even drawn to the other stuff. I know when I'm in my word... I get so excited. I love God's word. I love studying it. But there's times I just love sitting and reading it. Sometimes I just listen to it. I put on the audio version of the Bible. I just close my eyes and I listen to it. And I love it. And you know what? I don't have the desire then when I'm like in his word to go scroll Facebook and listen to everybody's opinion about everything. Because I'm listening to what the God who created the universe has to say. And that is far more exciting than what anyone else has to say. But when I'm done with my time in the word of God, it changes then how I approach the internet or people that I interact with or the news that I listen to because I am filled up on, as it says in Philippians 4, 8, all things that are good and lovely and praiseworthy and excellent and of good repute. I am filled up on the truth. And that's the key because we live in a world of people and we are meant for community. I talked about that recently on the podcast. So we're not going to ever shut out all the voices of this world. And that's not what I'm saying we should do. But I'm asking you, how do you approach those voices? Would your life look differently if you allowed God to influence you more than every other voice? I guarantee your homeschool will look different. Mine did. When I I started realizing, hey, listen, I'm not doing this for people I don't know on the internet. I'm doing this for God. It changed everything in my homeschool. When I stopped listening to everybody else first, things changed. And so that's the key. We want to be influenced by God first 
so that when the other voices speak into our lives, we can say, nah, that's, that's not true. I don't want to listen to that. Or better yet, you don't even desire to listen to junk. When I start seeing people on the internet arguing and being ugly, I don't desire to listen to that. Close the laptop. Don't need that now. It changes everything when God influences you above all. Romans 12.2 says, do not be conformed to... Do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That word for renewal, it means to renovate. So when we allow God in us and and his word in us, our mind is transformed by his word. Because there's power in his word. And so when our mind is transformed by the power of his word, We begin to think differently and act differently. And that's why we are not conformed to this world. I don't want to be conformed to this world right now because this world is confused and lost and broken. But I want to be transformed by the renewal of my mind. And that renewal takes place in the word of God when the Holy Spirit renews my mind. And I love that the word for renewal there, it means a complete renovation. It's not a redecorating. It's a renovation. So if you want to talk about like you're renovating your kitchen, you can choose to put on new paint and and get new like, you know, decorations and redecorate, or you can choose to gut it down to the bare bones and completely build a brand new kitchen. That's renovating. And that's the difference. God doesn't want us to just redecorate our minds. He wants our minds to be renovated. And guess what's the good news of that? We don't do the renovating and we don't do the transformation in any of our own strength. It is him working in us to change the way we think. Then we are completely made new. Our minds are completely transformed by him. And then we don't desire the things of this world. And then we will not be conformed to the things of this world. And we will not be influenced by the things of this world. So I want to hear from you. Does that resonate with you? Have you been living, you know, for what you're, you think your life is supposed to look like? Have you been thinking about things based on what other people are telling you to think? I'm going to challenge you this week. Turn off the noise. Get with God. Ask him to lead you today. Ask him to show you, Lord, I just want my life to look like the life that you created for me. Not the life that Pinterest tells me. Not the life that Facebook tells me. And certainly not the life that the news tells me. I want to be informed about the things going on in this world, but I don't want to be conformed. I want to be transformed by you. Let me know what you think. Let me know if this is something you struggle with. I'll pray for you. I want to hear if you, um, you know, feel the same way. Maybe you feel differently. Let me know. Reach out, comment, email me at Karen at simplylivingforhim.com. Most importantly, if you have been encouraged by this message, could you share it on your social media? Share it with a friend because that helps me get my message out there to point people to Jesus. This world is crazy and chaotic and people are divided and this world needs Jesus more than ever. So the more you can share that message, the more we can get the truth out there of God. I will always point you to the Bible and to Jesus.
So I just want to remind you before I go that the Simply Living for Him online women's community, we have a Bible study, like I said, going on this month called Sit at His Feet, which is all about Mary and Martha. We have some exciting things coming up. Um, At the end of February, we're going to start a journey to the cross, kind of a mini study, Um, a kind of a quiet, reflective, on your own meditative study to kind of focus on um, the cross and what that means as we approach the resurrection day. And we also do uh, monthly scripture writing challenges, scripture memorization challenges. We have amazing fellowship. We have basically our own platform where we just talk about all things Jesus. So if you're tired of social media, come on over to the community. There has never been a negative issue and we started this back in April of 2020. We have 1,200 women now in the community. I have never had any issue, no, no drama, no negativity. The women are so amazing. They're humble. They're gentle. They're encouraging. They speak truth to each other and truth and love. It's an amazing place if you want to grow your walk with Jesus and get off of social media. Come on over to simplylivingforhim.com community. It's completely free. All of it. The Bible studies everything. And also, I wanted to remind you, if you are a homeschooler, my new book, The Simple Homeschool Journey, Building a Family, not just a transcript, is available on Amazon. My Simply Living for Him devotional is a a devotional for all women. That is available as well on Amazon. I have some e-courses for homeschoolers, the Bible-based homeschooling e-course and the Simplify Your Homeschool e-course. And I also have daily devotionals, video devotionals going up on YouTube every single day. Um, You can go over to my website website at simplylivingforhim.com. We recently gave the website a a facelift, so I'd love for you to go check that out. You can find the devotionals right there, or you can go to the YouTube channel and subscribe. So if you enjoyed this podcast, let me know, share it with a friend, and until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy in Jesus.